Welcome to the Monster and Treasure Podcast, where we talk way too long about a subject, but just give you the best parts. I'm Daniel Norton, here with K.R. King, as always. Ooh, scary. So, Daniel, I have a question. Do you uh, use ghosts very much in uh, playing D&D in your campaign games? Or, you know, obviously this would be something that you would create uh, specifically for something that's not in a module or anything. Uh, and how often do you use them? And if, if so, why? If not, why not? Yeah, this is a really interesting subject, and uh, I remember thinking about it a bit a while back because I was listening to the Monster Man podcast, and he talked about ghosts and the idea of using them, in, like how fo- how ghosts traditionally are presented in folklore versus like D&D ghosts that are just monsters, right? Like a lot of time a ghost in a, a story is, is a warning or giving you information. It's not something you necessarily fight, and how like fear mechanics work. So I think that part's really interesting. As far as using them, I occasionally use them. Uh, the most recent time I used it was I actually used a, I had rolled randomly after for a ghost. So it came up where I, the ghost was actually a ghost of one of the PCs from a future uh, timeline, if you will. So it created a whole weird thing where like where the player might go and confronting themselves as a ghost. And, the, and frankly, the ghost was trying to stop the player character from doing the thing that made them die, right, by fighting them. So it created kind of a really weird and scary situation. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I've always used ghosts. I've also always sort of homebrewed them, right? Like in the of various systems, they had the ability to like age you 1D four times 10 years and stuff, which for certain character classes was a total nightmare. Um, but obviously ghosts have a, they're part of our folklore. They're part of our, the, the mysterious other world. Uh, D&D is a fantasy world, but of course, in Tolkien, you have the ghosts of the warriors who, you know, uh, I mean, ghosts are a big part of that world. There's something that in the mythical world where spirits and gods are real, uh, you're going to have ghosts. The thing is, you know, I was, I taught a creative writing. I've taught it in different, I've taught the United States. I've taught it in uh, Europe and Poland. And I would ask my students, so if you, a kid dies at 12 and becomes a ghost, does that ghost age? Does it become, and they said, no, you're 12 forever. And I'm like, what do you, why? And they said, because that's the ghost rule, right? There are ghost rules. And these are rules that we have. If if you have a ghost, what happened? Why are they a ghost? Oh, because something horrible happened to them. They don't realize that they're dead. Um, they have, something has to be, some right has to be, a wrong has to be righted, right? All, all these kids everywhere, they know all their ghost rules. So our ghost stuck. Is that is that the idea, right? So ghosts are basically, uh, or in folklore a lot of times, anyway, they're stuck, right? They're something was, or is it a punishment, right? So we got lots of options, right? Could be child died or warrior died uh, shamefully, right? I think in, in Tolkien, they're basically, if I yeah. remember the wars, they basically were shamed, like they fled or something or didn't do what they were supposed to do. And thus they were cursed to stay. Whereas sometimes you mentioned like they don't know their ghosts, right? Like uh, uh, the Sixth six Sense, is that what it's called? Right, the, the sixth sense, and then there's another well, one with Nicole Kidman, uh, where there she's there in this house, and she doesn't realize. Uh, I don't want to spoil right. it for people. I think it's called the others or something. Okay, and and these are classic tropes. <laughs> now, when you talked about them as monsters, they become much less interesting to me, right? Because then it's just oh, a ghost is oh, there's a ghost here, and then it withers you or it has its scream or whatever, and you you fight it, and you have to use magic weapons because it's incorporeal, something like that. That's not as interesting. I, I, I want that yeah. ghost. And oftentimes you can uh, parlay, right, with a ghost or talk mm-hmm. to a ghost or whatever, right? Sometimes a ghost, as you said, we were talking, doesn't even notice you're there. You just see this ghost figure or whatever, and then you, right. as a player, like, what's going on here? 
this is and also the environment's going to be horror type scary place uh something like that so it it's it's for flavor or whatever but yeah just having a ghost as look at the stats it's another monster you know under g let's see i got ghoul nah i don't feel like a ghoul how about a ghost that i don't care for right because right. ghosts have flavor what i think too if you if so of course in a game right we have to simulate what a ghost is supposed to do, right? I mean, it might be a storyteller, whatever, but oftentimes ghosts are scary, we'll say, right? We can, I think that's a pretty good blanket. And how do you do that, right? How do you do that in a heroic fantasy game? You can have a fair mechanic, which sometimes doesn't feel right, right? You've got this 10th level fighter going through a, a dungeon that's been kicking dragon's butts all day long. They see the ghost of a 12-year-old girl and they flee up the hallway. You know, it just, it, it kind of doesn't fit the story because we're talking about ghosts as a story point. If you do the aging, that can be kind of scary because that could represent the fear that comes through them when they see the death of, of whatever. So I think the aging is cool, but where it doesn't work out is when you start looking at D&D &D where it's like ridiculous, right? Like elves are like, oh, well, I live 7,000 years, so you're going to yeah. age me 10 years. So what I always did there, just as a mechanical thing is, well, first of all, in my new uh, campaign, nobody lives super long. That's just not a thing. I took that away because I think that I don't like it. But what I used to do was it would be a percentage. So 10 years for a human is about 10% of your life. So if you're an elf and you live 3,000 years, you age 300 years when a ghost hits you. That's how I always did it. And I made that clear up front, obviously, so that they knew, oh, I, I'm not, I'm just, oh, I'm an elf. I'll just go up and fight the ghost. It doesn't bother me 10 years. Ha, ha, ha. So yeah, it matters. <laughs> yeah. And I just do other things in terms of mm -hmm. that they're there guarding something and they might have some, uh, you know, necrotic damage or they might have something, you know, that because the aging thing, like you said, gets into, how can I say this? It never seemed like when people got aged, we ever kept that as a, as a, as a, like you said, first of all, dwarves and elves, it was impromptu. So you could do the percentage, right. but it wasn't like I had this year because, because um, I remember being, I guess, probably mid thirties when we were talking about aging 10 years, mm -hmm. thinking of how you feel now at 25 or 35 and how you felt at 25. That's a big difference. That is mm -hmm. a big difference. And if you age 30 or 40 years, your character, unless unless there's some right. way to remove that, your character's screwed. So here's that, a ghost that can screw a character, right? Unless you're allowing some kind of mechanic to, to reverse aging. Go ahead. Right, which I don't like. Yeah. So we'll get into that, too. I'll, we'll talk about that right now. I, I don't like that. If you can just restoration somebody, greater restoration, all that stuff, I hate that stuff in 5e. I never liked it. The idea that these things are easily now... I'm not going to say there's no way to to reduce the aging. Maybe you have to do, maybe you have to free the ghost and it, and it comes back if you want to do that. Or maybe you have to you know, like go take a quest to some magical waters of youth or something. But the idea that like a cleric of like fifth level could just be like, ah, you're not any old anymore. That to me is a little but what ridiculous. What did you do? What did you do in your game when people got aged? Okay. So what, what we did, because the last time I used it in Hyperborea, um, and, and again, just for people who don't know, Hyperborea, everybody's human. And in my particular campaign, it was important because we actually rolled ages when we started. And I in this campaign took place over the course of like 15, 20 years, maybe, because I had big gaps in time in between. So, yeah, it was a big deal to like age the character. In Hyboria, you use like AD&D. There's like aging benefits and penalties, but you don't get the wisdom benefit if you get aged, you know, rapidly because you didn't learn. So, but you do get the minus on your strength or con or whatever. So... It's a bad thing. And the character never, they only got hit once. They aged 10 years. So they went from, I think they were like 27 to like 37, which is a big deal. And, but it wasn't enough to cause an actual uh, penalty, I don't think. And then they didn't get hit again, thankfully. <laughs> they, they were smart enough yeah, to retreat just, and figure out what's going on. I just always threw out that mechanic because 
Yeah. Uh, you could you could easily screw somebody. They could go to forty years. They're done. And and they're, right, and, but, and in all these other instances, because there was no way, especially well, I, I guess now potion the of longevity you can do that. But go ahead. Potion of longevity can do it. Okay, so there's that, magic that's been items the that will, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you got to find could, that thing, yeah. and and it's but it's one thing. So I guess if you it's made them super rare or something, or everybody knew there was a ghost here and no one should go there, so that if, it's like the old. There's right. a dragon that lives there. So if you go in there and get blasted, that's your business. If you go well, in and it, get aged, it isn't that's your the business. case in Tolkien, right? Like when they go in to meet the ghost to make the deal with them, they're they're going to die there, right? They 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 took a huge risk going in there to, to command right. them to do to fulfill their task. So if you're going to use a fighty ghost like what we're talking about here, one that ages you, yeah, I think knowing it exists, really telegraphing it is super <laughs> important, and you can do what I often do with my. My go-to, because, uh, you know, uh, we always, although in Hyboria, they didn't have any at the time, there's almost always a henchman, you know? <laughs> so the best way to showcase anything is to have a henchman take it first, right? So it's like that ghost flies up and touches that henchman and they, you know, age 10 years and fall to their knees. Oh, I'm old now, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's one way to, to, to uh, telegraph it. The other thing that you will notice, and they did, they played this up in the movies. And I don't know whether intentionally, but you could take a lesson from this. I never saw Aragorn or uh, Gimli or any of those characters scared of anything, right? They were right. never scared of whatever they were fighting. They just took their weapons out. They're surrounded by 10,000 orcs. Mm -hmm. They just fight, fight, fight. But to go into that cave where those ghosts were, they were scared. Right. They all had to, I mean, they had Aragorn just kind of go, but he hesitated. The horses ran away. I didn't see the mm -hmm. horses run away from anything else in that nope. world. So there is an element with a ghost that this is something so unnatural and so uh, scary that 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 makes it you it gives you an opportunity to to play that up because in in the world of fantastic monsters like there is in D anD D or there is in Tolkien a ghost is in some special category and it's fascinating right whether they did that intentionally taking it from the book cuz i can't i've read those books in forever but mm -hmm. so i don't remember if that that if you got that palpable sense reading it but you sure got mm -hmm. it watching the movie yeah and so i wonder i think there's a few different categories here um that we can kind of hit on briefly right we've got that we kind of talked about but let's kind of make it a little neater we've got ghosts that are basically uh telling a story or giving us a mm -hmm. quest right so the ghosts that we go to a place that's haunted because these ghosts have have been here um, you know, because something happened, right? So the pieces are looking for information. They, there's a corruption going on in this village that they want to help uh, take care of. They find out that 100 years ago there was a corruption in this other village and that ghosts walk the street. So they go there to see if they can speak with these ghosts and get information, right? Then you've got them as the quest giver, right? Like they, they might even just stumble upon a ghost that just is like, oh, you need this magic ring? I can give it to you, but only if you help me or whatever it is, right? And then you've got the mm -hmm. monster, Right. And I think the, the other two are the, the first two are the most interesting, but the monster is the most tricky. Right. Because how do you make it scary? Right. Well, you made a really good point. Like, how do you create that palpable, palpable uh, fear in a player? Because really, that's the thing. We talk about this a lot with Undead, is that really the point of Undead and level drain and all this other stuff is people will say, is it made the player scared? Because that's what you want. You want the player to know that they're going to lose something if they fight this thing. And what do they lose? Uh, it could be a level, right? The level drink. Do they lose age, which may or may not matter, depending on what you use in your game? Because you say, yeah, you screw the player. But if they know that, <laughs> if they know going into right. this, this ghost, if it touches you, 
is going to age you and that's going to be a bad thing. Does the player take the chance to fight this ghost or do they find another way around it? Do they find a solution? Do they find something to prepare themselves? Because if you, if they're not scared of the ghost, right? If it just doesn't age you, it doesn't level drain you, or you can just quickly restore it. What's the point of the ghost? It's just another thing to fight. Right. And, but, but the thing about that is it, if, if a ghost is a storytelling device, if a mm-hmm. ghost is right, because um, think about, let's say, uh, if, if a ghost, for instance, has possession capabilities, mm-hmm. right? If it can take control, or has sort of magic jar, that kind of a thing, or has some possession ability that is more advanced than merely like charming or something. Right. And again, you're going to probably homebrew this if you just don't want to use the mechanic. And it depends on the addition that you have and what those sure. things are. But um, that's the deadly ghost. Because as I say, you're, you're taking a specialized, you have a thing where the dwarves and elves don't live forever or whatever. Right. So that the aging thing isn't, so, you, so you're creating a sort of homebrewed situation where, right. oh, look at how deadly it well, is for Well, I'm not really creating a homebrew ghost, situation right? so, because dwarves and, dwarves and elves have no listed age in the game that I play. Just to be clear there. Oh, I see. They don't say. Well, yes, you're playing that. But I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. But yes, system, right? I mean, right. I mean, that's well, I, I actually yeah. the, quite yeah, everything is everything else. Situation. Book, I'm, right? I'm not creating a house like, You got to make here. shit up. To, to, <laughs> exactly. To, to, yeah, someone says, "How old do we live?" You got to make it up. So, so you can certainly take whatever you've made up. Let me rephrase that. Whatever you've made up, you can then adjust the ghost to affect that. Because yeah. I agree with you that if it's just a monster and it doesn't have like it, the, the draining, that's why we didn't go into swamps and then the, the long right. ago because they had undead and they drained you and it was never worth it uh, unless you were totally prepared right. and, and or had some really compelling reason. So I think a ghost area would be as it is in real life, not real life, a, an area that no one went to that was shunned then had ghosts in it because because it was shunned, right? And so right. if there really are ghosts, it's shunned because there really are ghosts. So Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think ultimately, right, I think we're both, maybe we're both on the same page here, that ghosts are better as the first two, as the storyteller, as the kind of quest, and not um, as the monster. Because as the monster, it becomes either a really, really deadly situation, so you better make sure that people are ready for it, or potentially just a screw job, right? Because all of a sudden the ghost comes out, you're aged, and now what are you going to do? So you got to really decide, I'm going to do this. And I think that's important with all monsters, to be honest. I, that's why I say it's good to like have somebody get aged first. You know, the gar, the guy that brought you there, the you know, or or you hear a story about it. You know, there's such and such, but you 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 meet the old man in the tavern, right? Who's been there, and he's like, I'm 23 years old, you know, but I saw this ghost, and then it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. if you're going to use the aging mechanic, uh, again, I would say <laughs> use it very sparingly, you know, yep. and then you get yourself into a situation if you're just not fudging roles and you're just letting mm-hmm. the ghost do what it ghost does and you've set this up and suddenly it's hitting your players, you've got a problem, right? Because yeah. you've created, you've let, you've unleashed a monster. You know, Frankenstein is now, or Frankenstein's monster is now ravaging the countryside and you're sitting there going, <laughs> that was dumb. So right. you got to use that. If you're going to use that, Bill, that's why we just threw that away. Cause we just thought that's just too, unless you're just going to fudge or whatever, or not, or uh-huh. not have it warn the player again, cause they can get touched if they fight it. They can oh, get yeah, touched. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You could, so there's lots of ways to house. Well, I guess if you want to fight them, what I would do is my, my off the top of my head, I'd say uh, saving throw. If it, if it doesn't already allow that for sure. I would say maybe uh, put a limit on it. You know, you get hit by the ghost or age, but only the one time, you know, yep. that way it's, it's not going to wipe you out. And it, like I say, we've talked about many times, telegraph the hell out of it. But also 
what I would do to make it more deadly, again, so it's not unfair, so the humans drop really quickly in the Elves Stone, is I would do what I always did, which is it's 10% of your life. So yeah, that way you don't get the elf that's just going to be like, whatever, I'll just fight ghosts all day because it's not going to bother me. 10 years is nothing. That's like a drop in the bucket. You know, you want to make it fair for all the players if you're going to have that kind of monster. Yeah, and the other thing is we're giving them flavor. Maybe the ghosts, you can mm-hmm. convince the ghosts that you are someone who's come here to help them. I mean, they don't have right. to necessarily be hostile, but maybe if if you know that if they turn on you, they have these deadly powers that, you know, this ghost, and convey to the players that your flesh is just creeping. You are so freaked out by this ghost, right? right? That you haven't been, you guys have fought a dragon and you weren't as scared as you are about this ghost. There's something there that if it looks into your soul or, you know, whatever those flavor things are. But again, do you want to back it up with something like the aging, massive necrotic damage, possession, uh, just, you know, finger of death type stuff. So there's all sorts of things <laughs> that you can throw in there to make it a game not messing around with that finger dead. of death. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So we don't get backed up <laughs> too far. Uh, we've got a call from Jason uh, from the Red RPG Variety Cast. Let's uh, see what he's got to say. Hey, guys. Jason here. I sure do talk a lot. I just listened to your, <laughs> your mega calling episode. Sorry about that. As far as... KR and me agreeing with him 100%. I do agree with a lot. For some reason, the call-ins always end up being, I agree with Daniel. Um, But that's not always the case. Daniel and I do disagree on some things. As far as Rollmaster, the the only thing I'll I'll say real quickly, Rollmaster has been kept alive over the decades by a dedicated fan base, one of which is me. Uh, Rollmaster is a really interesting system. We moved to it. Well, we moved from AD&D to Merc, Middle Earth Role-Playing, and then to Rollmaster. Kind of. We basically rolled, played Middle-Earth role-playing, which is a simplified version, with add-ons from Rollmaster. But they just released a new edition, Rollmaster Unified, and there's effectively like a player's handbook and a spell book out there now. We're still waiting for the creature catalog to come out. But yeah, it's the, it's alive and well. It's a niche community, but it's out there. Well, that's super interesting. I mean, actually, I already kind of knew that, I think. And because uh, I've talked to Jason about Rollmaster before. But I think what's interesting about that is how we have, I think, with the Internet, the internet it's a new thing uh, you know all these communities that have formed up around some of these older games they may have existed before where you had like two people living in a town that played role master but now if there's two people living in a town but there's 50 people living you know <laughs> in the whole you know country that play that game you can get all to get together and form a group which is which is pretty awesome yeah i, I you know it's really interesting because i looked at the game and talked to people years ago that played it and to me it was so crunchy I mean, as I remember, I don't know the modern, maybe it's been streamlined. If it's been changed, I have no idea. My understanding is it's it still was crunchy. one of those. What's that? My understanding is it's still very crunchy. Yes. <laughs> yes. And there was a sense that you wanted that sort of realism. You wanted that kind of, not realism, because again, it's a fantasy. It's just a mechanic, right? There are war games that are mm-hmm. unbelievably complicated. There's war games you can learn in five minutes, right? So it's it's just one of those things. But I had also read somewhere that there, I heard like um, an England, it's a big game still, but maybe here in the United States. So that's great to hear. And it's also great to hear that Jason once in a while agrees with me. So, uh, but... <laughs> Just once I, in a while. I have to listen. I guess you get into disagreements with him on his podcast. All, all, the, right? all the all the podcast, all the time <laughs> that Jason calls in and disagrees with me, I delete those before you hear them. <laughs> oh, I see. There you go. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear your voice on the show, give us a call. There's a link in the show notes. You can find us both on YouTube. Uh, Daniel is at Bandit's Keep, and I'm on D&D Homebrew, also linked in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcatcher, and we'll see you next week.